What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tattoo Wealth. I'm your host, Colton Etherton, certified financial planner and owner of Out of the Office Planning. This is our 14th episode. And before I jump into talking about my conversation today and introducing our guest, I really just wanted to take a moment and thank you guys for tuning in. It means a lot. Um, if you are enjoying these episodes, please share with your friends. And if you have a moment to leave a review, that would be awesome. Uh, all right, enough of that. So today's episode, I have a conversation with Jaden Sky, who's a tattoo artist based out of Grants Pass, Oregon, and she's been tattooing now for four years, and we we talk about how she got into tattooing, um, the process of going to tattoo school here in Oregon, and some of the, her sacrifices that she had to make during that process, and of course, her opinion on, you know, tattoo schools and the licensing process here in Oregon and, and continuing education and all that fun stuff. Um, and then we wrap up just discussing some, I'd say unique ways she's marketing herself that I don't see a lot of artists use. Uh, and so I think it's pretty fun to touch on, but as always, before we jump into that conversation, Piper's got a quick disclaimer for us and then we'll jump into my conversation with Jaden. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning, a registered investment advisor in Oregon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not advice. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. Jaden, how's it going? It's going great. Good. Well, thanks for joining me today. Um, looking forward to talking with you and kind of learning your story and um, some different tools, I guess, that you're using to kind of spread your business and, and message out there. Uh, I think that a lot of artists could could take advantage of. Um, so I think it'll be a fun conversation. Rad. I'm ready. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, as I tend to like to start, just getting a better understanding of your story and kind of what got you into tattooing because um, I always find that interesting you know I have not come across any two people that were even relatively similar when it comes to <laughs> their journey yeah. into into that uh, profession so I'm curious what how'd you get into tattooing and you know what's that story like um yeah that's a that's a good question um, um I'm, I'm super young I'm 24 years old and so I got into it pretty young and I'm still kind of green, if you will, in my opinion, um, to everything. But really, um, I would blame it on my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, um, what do you mean by that? Uh, they are cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I grew up with tattoos being super uh, normal. Okay. Or my stepdad who raised me, he's covered up his throat. Um, at the time, like when we were younger, his best friend was a tattoo artist. And we would spend a lot of time in his shop. And he would pull out the Sharpies and doodle on us. And um, my dad spent a little bit of time um, as a graffiti artist and like would get paid to tag. Oh, cool. Um, and... My mom wasn't really that involved, but she obviously has some tattoos and she's with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, when I kind of realized I was in love with art was in high school and I just really, you know, in high school, there's this big push. 
you have to figure out what you're going to do with your life at that time, even yeah. though we're all way too young to figure out what we want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No idea <laughs> what to do at that point, but they're like, yeah, hey, you got to make a decision. Yeah. There's a big push. <laughs> Go to college, do something. And at that time, uh, I just wanted to make sure I was doing something creative because mm -hmm. I had this love for it. And I was like, oh, here are my options given to me by all these outside voices. You know, like I should go to college and become like an art teacher. Maybe that's a good option. Um, I could, you know, do something in ceramics or I could, you know, something, something. Mm -hmm. Everybody has opinions. The, and the typical regular art direction yeah right yeah. is that fair to say totally mm -hmm. and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do and it took me a while to figure it out but um my senior year of high school you know my parents were always like you can get as many tattoos that you want you can get whatever you want it just has to be legit like go to a shop don't let anybody stick and poke <laughs> you <laughs> so I went and got this little tattoo and it's so cheesy but it says create okay and that was like a personal reminder, like, I, I can't stop doing this. Mm -hmm. um, super cliche. But um, after that, I, I went to college briefly, uh, like really briefly. I dropped out. Okay. And I Were just you had... going for like art or was it just kind of like the general? I had general like classes? an undeclared in general art. So I was like only taking art classes and like some odd prereqs. Mm. Okay. Um, but I, I, at that point, had no idea what I wanted to do with that. And I felt like this is such a waste of time and resources. And we're dedicating, you know, I married my husband and I at the time. We're, like, dedicating everything in our lives to make sure we could go to college. Mm -hmm. um, and realistically, neither one of us wanted to do that. <laughs> right. So we ended up dropping out. And okay. I started drawing just because that's what I've always done. And at some point along that, people were reaching out for me for commission work. And then I got a few that were like, can you draw this tattoo for me? Hmm. And I had this interest in tattooing for a long time because of like my like background with my family and everything, hmm. I guess. But it seemed like this far out, impossible goal to reach hmm. that you know, some of us just aren't cut out for, and I still think that's, that's interesting. True. You say that because <laughs> I feel like you had a very close proximity to tattooing at a young age, which a lot of people don't, but to mm -hmm. still feel like it was far out, you know what I mean? Whereas some people really are much farther removed from the industry when they're younger and yeah, yeah. aim to go that route. So it's just interesting to hear that you still kind of felt like well. Resistance. My dad was a big supporter of it and was like, you know what, if you're really serious about this, I will like hook you up with my friend and you guys can talk shop about like what you want to do. And mm -hmm. that was when I was pretty young and hit that guy's advice to me. The tattoo artist's advice to me was don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Did he elaborate on that or what? Um, just straight out, like just don't do this. He was like, and understandably, and I really, I really get this perspective now that I'm in the field, mm -hmm. but he was really like brought up as a scratcher. That was his history. And that in, especially in Oregon is kind of inappropriate. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other option here is school. I mean, you have to do school either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also felt like that was bullshit, which I kind of get. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he was like, don't do it. Your options here are dumb. Like, it's not a great industry, especially for women. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know if he, like, didn't like his job or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or if he was just like, be careful, you know, yeah. warning. Interesting. So that scared me, honestly. And I was really young and unsure anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just felt like this impossible goal. Plus, you know, especially when you're young and haven't really, like, gotten too many tattoos or met like too many people in the industry tattoo artists seem like rock stars yeah they're on a pedestal for some reason (laughs) yeah that's funny we the recent episode i just recorded we were kind of talking on that briefly too yeah there's this persona of the artist as i guess yeah for lack of a better term rock star you know yeah a little nerve-wracking maybe to approach some of them you know based on that and so yeah, I totally. can see that as being a, what are you, 18, 19 at that point and trying to like yeah. navigate yeah. and see if you can make it in that world. That would be, that'd be tough. <laughs> it's intimidating. Yeah. Cause when I was like trying to figure out what I wanted for my life and I envisioned tattoos would be cool. It also just, it was intimidating. It seemed like this impossible thing to reach because who am I to put myself in that position? You know, that just seems mm-hmm. like this far out wish dream, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, kind of like it's um, a few special people are blessed with the ability or. Talent, yeah. That'd be fair to say. Right. Or you have to get into it in this very specific way of like mm-hmm. meeting the right people, networking, getting there. And I feel like that is like actually traditionally how it was done. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of had to have the right, the right people around you and, you know, apprentice and do it and everything. But in Oregon, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To say the least, right? Yeah, very, very different. I mean, I've only heard the stories. This is mm-hmm. you know, my, my story is very Oregonian. <laughs> yeah. So, so after you talked to him, did that kind of deflate the idea in your mind of like, shit, maybe this isn't something I could pursue or like what, how'd you get past that? Cause I can, I feel like that would be really tough to like keep going, especially if it's someone you kind of know and you like, maybe you're thinking they'd give you a good push instead of like, don't do it. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I, I had it in the back of my mind, like maybe one day, like maybe when I'm older and more experienced in life, Mm-hmm. But apparently not right now. <laughs> but like I said, I was drawing those pieces for other people's art that they ended up getting tattooing, tattooed. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of put it in my head. Like, why, why couldn't I do this? People are paying me to draw, like, do half of the job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now I just got to take it and learn how. Yeah. How now machines just... work and all that. Um, and it's still at that point in my story, like. I hadn't fully committed mentally to like making it happen for myself. Mm -hmm. And we, (laughs) 
my husband and I, we had this great plan at 19 that we were going to sell everything, buy an RV and travel the world. That was a very 19 naive thought. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, during that time, we were like building this RV or like starting to, and we were, uh, we're in Oregon. We were trimming Mm -hmm. for some cash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And common. (laughs) I mean, that's how it is here. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so we were doing that. And in the meantime, somebody I knew was going to a tattoo school and needed hours, needed somebody to come in and get work done. And so I came and like supported their journey through that and kind of got a little inside on like how it all operates and everything. And I was just telling that person, wow, this is something I'd probably be really interested in. Um, and he let the people of that school know, and they called me. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. They had one spot left that I think they needed filled, and they were mm-hmm. like, well, that person said they were interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So, I feel like I've talked to a few people that said there's like waiting lists now. So to have them like, yeah, actively reach out. That's that's kind of cool. Well, that was I've been licensed for four years now. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Like it's kind of caught on a little bit in that time, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that was kind of my. I wasn't so sure at first because like that's a big financial thing. Mm-hmm. I also had this like doubt in my head. Like, is this really what I want to commit to? And <laughs> for all the people listening that have more traditional. <laughs> upbringings in this in this industry there's that like thought of if you had to do it how they had to do it back then a lot of people probably want to get licensed and honestly Mm -hmm. I might be one of those people because I had a lot of doubt going into it Mm -hmm. and I was having a hard time committing at first especially because I was newly married we were trying to navigate like big life commitment things Mm -hmm. um what'd your husband think about it how is he with you going this route? Um, at first, it was scary to him, too, because mm-hmm. it is a really intense industry. It's not something to dabble in. Mm-hmm. You got to put your all into it. Yep. And we just had so many ideas of what we might want to do in our, in our future. And we were super young. Um, in general, life looked scary at that time. We were like, just moved out, just got married for the first time ever, you know. Yeah, a lot of scary uh, stuff to transitions to get used to and whatnot. Yeah, I would say so. I feel like for Mm -hmm. most people, that that little first year of being an adult is terrifying. Oh, yeah, for for sure. Um, But now he's he's into it. (laughs) It didn't do much, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, my wife was kind of similar when I wanted to transition to working with tattoo artists, which is kind of interesting. Um, she was totally on board, like when I initially launched the business, but then, yeah, that transition, she's like, really? like that's, you know, you really got to commit. It's real niche to kind of jump into. And, but yeah, now she's at the point where she's like totally on board with that transition. Um, totally. I think that's valid. I mean, yeah. in a relationship, you've got to make all those, decisions together and even my husband being like I want to buy a new truck I'm like are you sure (laughs) (laughs) you know that's like a commitment than like becoming like a tattoo artist or just diving into a new career (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely so Um, I think 
valid. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. She was definitely valid. And, you know, her questions definitely gave me some some things to think about, you know, and maybe adjust how I was going about things at the time. But, um, yeah, I think that's normal for any spouse. It sounds like, yeah. you know, from valuable both, conversations we both experienced. Yeah. Um, and I think they tend to come around once you really show that you're committed. Right. Cause I, I think that's probably the big question in the back of their mind is like, are they going to dabble or are they like, are they in it? Like, cause if they're in it, then I'll support them, you know, but like, totally jumping from, from thing to thing. How serious uh, are you about this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So they call it, the school called you and then you were so unsure at that point and, and kind of had to make a decision or. Yeah. So we did like some phone interviews just so I could really understand how it all worked. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we ended up committing to it. Uh, yeah. that's how we get licensed in Oregon. Seems to be working out well. <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening was I live, I'm located in Grants Pass. The school mm-hmm. I went to was a bit of a drive from me. We didn't have any at, in our area at the time. I think we do now. Um, oops. And um, we like navigate or like kind of made a deal with some friends that lived in the area that we were going to like rent a room from them or something. And I don't know. We we got up there and had this plan, and then some stuff fell through. So we ended up bringing it circling back around here. We ended up living in that RV that we had planned to <laughs> renovate. It's <laughs> a good thing you had it then, right? It's great that I had it. Ever <laughs> I will say, <laughs> and this humbled me to my core. I tell you what, that uh-huh. RV was not ready to be lived in. <laughs> had no power, no water. There was oh, like geez. leaks. It was during the winter. It sucked. (laughs) Oh, so parking in front of the Walmart. So you lived in that while you're going to tattoo school and getting that done like the whole time? I was like borderline, maybe you could call it homeless. Mm -hmm. And I was just because I was so driven to make it happen, I was not going to like let that fall through. I had committed. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, I'm kind of an all or nothing person, very black and white. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, So how long was that process? Like going from when you started the school to when you finally finished, what did, what did that look like? Um, For me, I, I believe different schools have different timelines. I don't think they're all standard. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was only frustrating for everyone in this state of Oregon to try and figure out this frustrating we're all getting different (laughs) levels of education and they want to regulate it but yeah there's not standardized loosely regulated yeah it's really weird (laughs) (laughs) so it it really wasn't actually that long luckily uh we didn't have to deal with being uncomfortable that long but um it it seemed like a long time (laughs) yeah I bet. I bet when you're just in the thick of it all, it's probably each day seems pretty long, I'm sure. Yeah. I just was like, keep your head down, just do this work. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of in an uncomfy situation in our weird little RV and I would go to this same restaurant every night and order like just enough to keep the table open, you know, and 
uh, just sit there and draw for the next day and study and do whatever I needed to do. <laughs> we ended up becoming friends with like the waiter at that restaurant because he was like, you're here every day. What are you doing? <laughs> that's awesome. I know. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool, though. Like, I, I love hearing stories like this where it's not just I mean, and I almost say it's not just because I've heard a lot of different stories, but just I mean, this is really showing like the determination behind it. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people, as much as they want to do it, like that doesn't sound fun right to do day in and day out and and it's hard enough doing it i'm sure like when you just go home to your comfy house or apartment and have those amenities but to to then do this after like that's that's pretty cool that you had to cool looking back now it's pretty cool that you had to go through yeah you know kind of really and i kind of i kind of wear it like a gold star a little bit because i feel Mm -hmm. like in that small way, I kind of got like that weird hardship of the typical apprentice thing where you're just like uncomfortable and making mm-hmm. it happen. <laughs> you're right, right. No, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. that the school, I, I'm not really that educated on how schools work. And it seems like some stuff has changed since mm-hmm. I went to school. Um, but for me, the first couple of months, I think, uh, we did like part time and a lot of it was just like book work. So we didn't need to be there every day. And some of it, I think, was even online. OK. And then that second half was all practical application. So that's us like getting our hours in actually tattooing. Mm-hmm. OK, so how long was the total process then? A few months or something? Uh, I believe it was like six months. Six months. OK, interesting. And so the first part was a lot of book work and that you weren't even really getting your hands on the machine and doing fake skin or oranges or anything like that. It was just not yet. Okay. Did eventually get there to my understanding, or at least how it felt is Oregon is very concerned with like the health and safety, which is great. Mm -hmm. That should be important. That is important. Yeah. Um, how do, (laughs) how does a state standardize, art though you can't right so you just have to get some hours in and that's kind of in my opinion at least the problem with the schools is Mm -hmm. anyone can come out graduated and they're all looked at like they're at the same level but you know everyone's at a different place with their art right yeah that's a that's a very good point I mean yeah school-wise you can standardize the health part of it I'm sure how, you know, to under, understanding the machine and that whole application to a sense. But yeah, how do you actually standardize or show that someone's qualified to actually then put their art on someone's body permanently? Right. You a... can educate on like color theory mm-hmm. and things of that nature because there are like set in stone answers to those questions. Right. But like art is subjective and it should stay that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, and that's, I guess kind of like a typical art school, right? Where they teach those things that there are answers to for the most part. I mean, there's right. of course some classes that are, you know, more hands-on and that kind of thing. And it's, I think typically you're not really graded necessarily on like exactly how well it 
comes out unless it's like a portrait or something you know but it's i don't mm-hmm. know um yeah to actually just have that for a few months and then put someone out there rather than the apprentice route where they're with someone kind of ensuring not only the health and safety side but also you know the art side too you know yeah, that, they, they don't that. want their apprentice to go out and not be able to draw or you know make a decent looking piece yeah that uh, stuff has to be solid and mm-hmm. at least in my experience they weren't so current concerned with that it was mm-hmm. we weren't really being taught like technique or anything um it was just kind of the basics just that's interesting just get so, what you get done and go figure it out later was there a lot of like self-learning then on your part too like okay they kind of taught me this basic thing now i gotta go watch like youtube or whatever and or buy someone's course and try and figure it out more so than what they're teaching me yeah definitely after school um i took it upon myself to find somebody that was willing to call me their apprentice Mm -hmm. um because i recognized and i strongly feel anybody who's coming out of school does not have all the skills they need to operate on their own or open their own shop or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't that from every single person i've talked to that's gone through school is like it's yeah. Which is interesting because in the eyes of like the state, it's opposite, right? It's like, oh, you came out of here so you can go do this. It's like, yeah, you really totally. don't understand what's happening here, do you? Right. <laughs> I mean, like technically, maybe you have like the know-how to mm-hmm. operate. But again, talking about art and technique and everything, and you can't, you can't know all of that stuff coming out of six months of a class. Yeah. No, I definitely, I mean, that's, it's kind of the same with, with my industry too. Um, I guess thinking about it because, you know, we have licensing exams and that kind of thing, but a lot of it is just running through facts. And when you actually get to working with clients, it's a lot different when you put it all into play. Um, you know, and some things are described in our license books that operate quite a bit different, differently in real life um yeah that's it's like you can get some of the basics but like how do you how do you actually put it all together and make it work you know totally go deeper um how do you apply yeah yeah how do you apply it like okay i understand what this investment is or what this is you know but how do you how do i apply that to someone i'm working with um Mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of i guess similar with with you so how Okay, so you did the school, and then someone took you on as an apprentice. Is that, would you say that's common from people you've talked to? Or, like, are people actually going out of school and, like, just straight up tattooing? I've seen both. Is it? Okay. I, the people in my circle seem to have all gone a similar route to me where they were looking for more education afterwards. Um, but in my town, I can certainly name a few people that just started up or even opened their own shops. Mm. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> opinions about that. Are they right? <laughs> Who am I to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I've, come across a few advisors on you know through the there's a big uh twitter community of advisors and i've come across a few that you know similar thing they pass a test and go out on their own immediately and it's 
wish them the best, but, um, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, so what do you feel like was like the hardest thing coming out of school and then transitioning to like actually working in a shop now and like doing that? Like, do you, are there anything that, anything that stands out that was like, wow, this is a really big gap from, you know, what I was learning to now I'm actually in a shop as an artist. Like they really, I wish they would have filled this gap before I got out here. Um, honestly, there was a few things I had to unlearn. Okay. Interesting. Like, uh, like, for example, the school that I was at was not teaching us how or even letting us know that we should use ointment during a tattoo. We were just, like, doing it dry. <laughs> it seems like, like a, like a I think, important part. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> not, like, nothing bad's going to happen. Right. Um, but it's a useful tool. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure lots of artists prefer to use it, like, a lot of it. And some mm-hmm. might, you know, not use it for whatever reason. There's so many different techniques out there. And every style requires, like, a different hand and different mm-hmm. tools. Um, but that wasn't even something that was presented to us, for example. You know, they, didn't, it, they weren't yeah, like, so It wasn't even presented, like, hey, you could use this. You don't have to. <laughs> but, like, if you want to, here's how you do it. Yeah, and, like, this might be why you would want to use it, or this might be why you would not. Mm-hmm. There there was no communication about that specific thing in general. <laughs> Interesting. Do you but, think that's because it's, like, does it have to do with the specific teacher or person that started the school that kind of... I mean, they probably the don't. I guess. Because <laughs> I'd assume, like, if they used it, they would teach it, but maybe it's just the way they right. do things. And that's, like, just a small example, you know, it's not super important, but it was a few things that I came into the, like, what I call an apprenticeship, it's, like, Mm -hmm. an informal apprenticeship, um, that he was, like, why are you doing it that way, that is so (laughs) weird, or, like, the least efficient way you could do that, there's, like, an easier route, hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's funny. Um interesting so i'm curious is there any like looking back on it now if you were to you know talk to someone say at the state for example like hey like i went to the tattoo school here's kind of what i wish would change like do you have any idea on that like something you you wish they would have done differently or think would be worthwhile um i think i was telling you before that I had listened to a podcast with a guest speaker. Honestly, I, I space her name now, but mm-hmm. she she is really involved in trying to push for certain laws and standardizations in the tattoo school world here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like I said, I was listening to a podcast with her on it and I am for like everything she was saying. <laughs> I was like, yes, that makes sense. That's not even <laughs> what I was, like would have thought about. Yeah. Personally, I think the people running the schools should probably have a little more um, training or something going on with them. Because mm-hmm. it, because it's just it seems it's, like almost anyone could start one up, right? Like it doesn't seem like there's a very big 
process or barrier to entry to kind of, right? As long as you're like already licensed and want to just. Yeah. Transition. I don't know exactly what it takes. I mean, I'm sure you probably have to have some kind of specific business licensing or, you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. like to be a normal teacher, like at, at like a high school or something, you've got to do years. Yeah. You yeah. got to get a fucking degree, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you know, you know, what's really interesting is like, I had reached out to the state, you know, kind of after I was realized that Oregon tattooers have to get continuing education and all that. Right. And I was like, well, shit, that'd be, you know, that'd be cool. So I looked it up to see what actually fell into that, you know, and cause I wanted to make some, some courses for it, you know, to help artists on like the business side and money and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so I'd reached out to the state, you know, and the lady that kind of runs that and she's, was telling me that she approves like 99% of the courses and like, you don't even need pre-approval for most of them. But she told me because I was doing the business and finance side of continuing ed that I should send it to her to get it pre-approved, which to me seems almost backwards that it's not like the application and you know what I mean? Like the stuff that you're putting on someone's body that needs to be pre-approved. Right. Um, rather than a red flag. <laughs> me teaching about like, <laughs> you know, ways to manage cash flow and plan for your taxes and all that stuff. Like it I was like, okay, that's right. interesting, but <laughs> sure. I'll send it to you. Um, why do you think that is? Was there any context to why? No, she didn't really give any, I mean, it was just briefly over emails, you know, so I didn't, I didn't dig too deep into it. Um, so once I kind of wrap everything up and send it to her, I'll be curious to see if she does have any comments on it. Um, you know, and wants me to change anything or whatever. But yeah, it's it's very interesting because I was like, do I need to have some kind of like education, you know, educator license or register my business for anything? And I was like, none of that. It's like, no, just, you know, say you're doing continuing ed and send me the course beforehand. Um, yeah. So it was interesting <laughs> to say the least. And and that's just coming from my, again, coming from my industry where like for my, uh, certified financial planner designation, you know, I have to do 30 hours of CE every year and I have to like report it to the board and it has to like hit by a certain date, you know, and that whole thing. And so I was kind of expecting it was going to be similar to that. Um, you know, and we're like, you could go to the board and see the whole list of continuing ad options that I could choose from and all that stuff. And, um, was not that way (laughs) yeah there really isn't um or at least it seems like there really isn't a lot of communication happening between like the state and the actual community of tattoo artists or you know it's like they want to regulate it but then they just like they set it up and then just like forgot about it uh i think i think i don't know personally the like certain regulations of it could be good but i think they need to put the right people in place that can bridge that gap between the two you know what i mean right Um, i'm not anti-school if i was i probably wouldn't have fun (laughs) right but i am like there there's a lot of problems and gaps in it that need Mm -hmm. it needs some tweaking and i hope that happens i'm sure you know it seems like it's probably it like in the works Mm -hmm. a lot more people talking about it yeah when i was getting licensed it was like, hush, hush, don't talk about tattoo school. You don't want anyone else to know that you're going to tattoo school because the community outside of Oregon hates it. Mm-hmm. And 
I've heard so many people outside of Oregon talk about it now. And of course, yeah. everybody has opinions, but it is here. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's so on an on a older episode, I'd talked to um, Mike Johnson out at he's in Salt Lake. He owns a shop out there and he he was talking about that kind of similar. He's like, you know, it's it's kind of here, you know, at this point. And like he <clears throat> mentioned like the idea of launching a school He's like, you know, you you want these older people that have been in the business a while to do it and kind of, you know, take it on and like bring all these good artists in to kind of teach the new new crowd. But he's like, man, if I launched a school and try to do that, he's like, I, people would look at me weird, you know, look at me bad and like wouldn't want to be a part of it. You know, and the people I would want to help to kind of like make it a legit good thing wouldn't do it. So it's kind of like this catch 22 where it's like you we want the good people to do it, you know, to set it up and run it. But at the same time, we don't because it's like, well, no, fuck tattoos, tattoo schools. And so it's right, like the good people want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he's like, you know, he's like, we're already going that way, like that trajectory. So we might as well, like, embrace it, you know, and kind of make it our own and make it as good as it can be rather than continuing to fight it for so long Uh, right it's here although i have heard and i believe this is true oregon is the only state or like the only place in the whole world that requires school to get your license Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see like what will change throughout the whole tattoo world you know the whole yeah yeah for sure i know it's because we're so icing with Portland being such a big tattoo city too, that like we're the one state that has that. I don't know. I just personally would picture a different state having that rule, but. Oregon's strict. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. About a lot of things. I've heard that like with, you know, hair and nails and. Shit. They're strict with their driver's license. I had to retake a test when I moved up um, from Washington. I'm originally from Arizona. We lived in Vancouver and then we crossed the river and my wife and I had to go take a written test. Uh, honestly, I was a little, I was a little nervous. <laughs> That's like, shit. Oregon makes it difficult for you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It was not fun. Um, all right. And so I want to be sure we touch on a couple other things too, that, uh, that I think you're doing that I haven't seen a lot of artists do, uh, when it comes to like marketing yourself and your business and that's using a blog um which very rare from what i've seen maybe i'm just not looking in the right places um but i think it's also pretty cool to kind of get a deeper dive into like your mindset as the artist um kind of get yeah. to know you better and then also twitter um because i'm on twitter there's an active advisor community haven't really found many tattoo artists that are super active on there uh, me <laughs> but it's it's a place where you can get a lot of engagement i don't want to say easy but for lack of a better term you know relatively easy right and, and impressions and get in front of people um you know like with that this is silly but i posted a picture of my dad with um his ski helmet on right and it's black helmet has the wu-tang logo on it Ooh. dude had no idea what it was right and so he texted me he's like hey you know who wu-tang is I'm like yeah dad of course like Duh. yes um so we go you know go through this whole text exchange and he's like yeah people keep talking you know asking me what my favorite song is when i'm on the mountain i don't know what the hell they're talking about and you know so we go through 
that conversation and I posted it on Twitter, right? And that silly picture of my dad in his helmet, you know, and I did like a little piece of the, what we talked about, got almost 12,000 impressions, you know, it was in front of almost 12,000 people just for that. And so it's interesting to me how, and I've seen other people that I talk with on there, like the number of people you can get in front of is pretty big, but it, I feel like it's underutilized by um, totally artists sometimes. And so it was cool when I saw you get on there recently. I was like, sweet. You know, I yeah, I've actually want to see more people on here. Quite uh, a while, but I haven't been um, like utilizing it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And the reason I have it actually, and this is this kind of goes the same for my blog. I, everything's centered around Instagram because mm-hmm. that's like such a valuable tool. But then I have my Instagram set up so that it auto posts what I post on Instagram to Facebook, Twitter, and um, I go in and I send it to um, Pinterest, sometimes TikTok, sometimes my website. Mm-hmm. So that's like five different places on the internet mm-hmm. that you know is people are looking at. Yeah, repurposing it and Twitter is valuable because it'll take your image on Instagram and it's kind of like the SEOs, like the the search engine whatever, mm-hmm. where it'll take your photo off of Instagram, put it on Twitter and then Twitter kinds of Kind I don't know the technical terms. I'm not a techie person, but it kind of um, like puts it out into the the Google sphere, the interwebs, like a backlink. Go and like see it online now. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Pinterest is super valuable too. A lot of people are on Pinterest looking mm-hmm. for ideas, and it just pops up. You know, you don't you don't have to be following that person or anything. Oh yeah, I mean that's a lot of the. I feel like Google you know, image results, like if you're looking for a tattoo style, you can type it in. Totally. A lot of those pulls up Pinterest. So that's smart. That's smart. I haven't talked to many that have used that, but that's. Yeah. I'm even on Pinterest doing like, it's a business account, but I'll, I made boards that are like inspirational, I like inspo ideas. That way anything I'm repinning mm-hmm. that is not my work, my name is still on that pin now. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Um, I just made that this year, so we'll see how successful that is. But okay. we'll have to I'm, keep, keep me updated because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm that goes for sure. Spread it out, and um, the blog is super valuable too because of the SEOs. You know, mm-hmm. your keywords that you use in the blogs is gonna spread faster and um, reach further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so because I feel like I could see a lot of artists saying like, "Well, what the hell am I gonna write about?" Right. Like, what do I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm not a writer. What do I, so when it comes to the blog, I mean, how are you utilizing that in, um, in everything? Cause it's obviously, you're not just posting work you did, right. You're actually kind of like long form. You go on the website. I have like my Instagram tagged and I use my Instagram, like a portfolio, not so much a diary. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a personal Instagram as well that I use for more like <laughs> like that um, right. that I pay less attention to. But so if you go on my website, my Instagram pops up on my website like it's the portfolio piece. And then I have a blog and I have some ideas. I just started the blog. I think there's only two up right now. Mm-hmm. And paying attention to keywords, you know, like what actually 
can I write about that is going to like reach further and be relevant to what I offer as a tattoo artist? Mm-hmm. So I just recently did um, a video that's kind of like a commercial, but it was also an interview. Mm-hmm. And yeah, cool. yeah I wrote really cool. that interview specifically was really what I talked about really was my clients and how I value them. Mm. Um, and like the give and take that, you know, I'm putting in and, you know, vice versa, because literally I could not do my job without my clients. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would be broke. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But more so like my cup would be pretty empty because that is one of like probably one of the top reasons I love my job, you know, the people that I get to sit there and like spend quality time with. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I was talking about in the video. And so just a really simple video idea, or I mean, excuse me, blog idea was, you know, let's amp up this video a little bit and put a blog with it, explaining what I had just talked about and why I was saying what I was saying more in depth. And then, you know, send that out into the Google, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's the internet. (laughs) Yeah, because like I could post, you know, my video or whatever on Mm -hmm. YouTube or Instagram or whatever. But a video like that where I'm talking isn't really searchable. Right. You know, so attaching keywords to it, like on a blog, now it is. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. No, that's really smart. I like that idea. So do you think you're going to keep with kind of some videos and then writing about it or have you thought yeah, I was hoping on for this one I was hoping I could interview you since you're interviewing mm-hmm. me and I could share a little bit about what you do too because what you do is super relevant to not only me but the whole tattoo community yeah. and it help us both yeah I'm hey I'm game I think that'd be fun yeah I, um, I think interviews would be a fun thing to do on the blog posts uh, mm-hmm. like anyone that I'm doing projects with um and just kind of talking more in depth about like my personal experiences such as we just went and did the um evergreen convention mm-hmm. I'll a little blog post on that i put how, up how blog... was that did you like it oh yeah that was my yeah. first um that was my first convention ever and nice. i'm feeling especially grateful yeah. because that specific um expo is invite only so you can only mm-hmm. go if they invite you oh that's awesome so it's a pretty good first. <laughs> yeah, first to, have, to have that as your first. That's cool. I know. I, I wanted to make it down there for that because it's not not too far from me. But right. By the time I'd figured it out, my parents had booked a trip out here for my kid's spring break to. Oh dang. Go to Mount Hood for the weekends. I was like, damn it. I'll, <laughs> oh I'll no. Make sure to block that off next year. So. Dang. I mean, that sounds like fun too. Yeah. No, it was a good time. We took so we took the kids snowboarding for their first time and for a couple of days and they're they're hooked so i think uh season passes are in our future next winter awesome um, so yeah it was it was an even trade it was i had a good time still but i'll definitely uh plan differently next year <laughs> yeah i'm excited for next year too because i had this plan going in on this one and i you know learned exactly how it all operates and i can adjust next time yeah do you have any more plan for this year that you're gonna go to or no um I am a little too booked out, uh, and I did this to myself, but I don't really have wiggle room to, like, throw spontaneous things in. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's understandable. I feel like that's uh, extremely common for yes. a lot of artists lately. <laughs> Zero wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last year, like primarily I was working like six day weeks and uh, I was feeling pretty burnt out. So this year I'm giving myself four day weeks, which isn't nice. too bad, um, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to keep my weekends work free. <laughs> so is that four day weeks tattooing and you're drawing on the off days then or is that so that's a good trying question. to draw on those days too i actually sometime last year uh started freehanding i okay. pretty much primarily work off of freehanding now nice. and i wasn't really expecting to get it to a place where like that's all i was doing but mm-hmm. it's being like sought after more by my clients they love it they and I feel really good about that. Nice. <laughs> so they just kind of give you the idea and you just. Yeah. A lot of my okay. just inquire and are like, this is, you know, the placement I want. I want your freehand flowers, whatever you want to do. I'm like, sick. Nice. Thank okay. you. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and I had to ask that because I know I've talked to a few artists like, yeah, I only, you know, I work four days a week. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so you stick your drawing on those days. Well, no, I'm drawing the other three. I'm like, yeah. So technically you're working, you're working every day but freehanding <laughs> active because i get to keep work at work mm-hmm. and not every project sure is a- huge because yeah very few artists i feel like do that from totally what i've gathered which a lot and i feel like a lot of clients don't understand that um you know where it's like they they don't really put it together that hey they're sitting there tattooing you for five hours or whatever but they're also working on your design for a couple the before behind- you know, and, and someone else's and like, it's think that people that either they're newer to tattoos or they just don't have that much experience or, you know, they don't, they don't think about it. Just forget about the whole back end of everything that you guys have to do um, to kind of get to the point of actually sitting someone in the chair. Totally. Not every project I do is freehanding appropriate to, I would absolutely never freehand like geometric work <laughs> and, uh, anything symmetrical oftentimes not even anything with anatomy animals mm-hmm. i'll prepare mm-hmm. for that stuff beforehand okay that makes sense yeah now would you prepare like the animal but then freehand the flowers around it or i often yeah okay. something i'm personally really focused on with my work i do like fine line black and gray that's mm-hmm. it i don't even offer color anymore mm-hmm. um which I could see myself expanding on later, but right now I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really focused on making sure that certain things flow with the body correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, like on a hip piece, that has to be, in my opinion, at least a specific shape to really complement that area of the body. Um, and every body is different. So it is easier to achieve like the proper flow with the freehand and so yeah oftentimes like I just recently did like this little deer face in the hip and then drew all the flowers around that so it had a nice like s shape too nice it's pretty cool um I love that very good um let me see so I've had this uh series of a few questions I've been asking people at the end of the podcast um rapid fire if you will they're not really they haven't really been rapid i've um, noticed I've been doing these <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first one 
what's the best piece of advice that you've received? It could be tattooing in general, anything. Hmm. I don't know if this is the best, but it's what came to mind first. The first shop I ever worked at, one of the guys I worked with said, to be a tattoo artist, you have to be part artist, part therapist, and part clairvoyant. And I don't know if that is advice, but I think about that all the time because it's (laughs) I I can definitely see that. Uh, All right. On the flip side of that, what's the worst piece of advice that you've received? Hmm. Oof. I don't even, I've probably <laughs> gotten some bad advice, <laughs> but I don't know. Locked what? it out of your memory. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully I'm not still living by oh, it. That's terrible. Get, get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me think on that one. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. Number three. What's something you believe about tattooing that most people would disagree with? Um, um, like it's not for like one kind of person. I feel like there's a split happening in the industry right now where there's a lot of pushback against this like new wave of doing things and a lot of people think you know you're supposed to be like this way and have these specific views and you're supposed to be brought up in the industry a certain way um and i did it all the opposite so i disagree (laughs) (laughs) i like that um i had i forgot who it was previous guest i feel like said something kind of similar um all right number four what's something you wish you learned earlier well my career is still kind of new in my eyes anyways Mm -hmm. only four years so everything i'm learning right now is kind of (laughs) early um i think self-respect okay in general like in all aspects of my life but Mm -hmm. uh also in the tattoo world i think the first probably two years or i'm probably still learning a lot about this but i didn't have very good boundaries about things mm-hmm. um with other artists or with other clients like booking and that kind of thing is that yeah a, a lot of stuff there mm-hmm. was a lot of uh learning to say no and you know set set boundaries and mm-hmm. give people better education on how to better go about this instead of being assholes <laughs> yeah. yeah at first i i had a really hard time like respecting myself before you know the other person and what they're asking of me mm-hmm. that's a good one that's good do you do you think part of that was would you say it was your confidence in yourself or would you say or on the flip side would you say it's because you're doing something that you enjoy so much that it was in a sense hard to say no to some things um i think part of it's my age Mm -hmm. and you know we i think we all at least most of us go through Mm -hmm. that where we're just kind of finding our footing on things and learning what we can and can't handle and Mm -hmm. in the first especially the first year i was 
around people who had really different views than I did. And I would let them, you know, shove me around a lot with what they thought was right. Mm -hmm. And I I would listen because I was new and I I felt like I had no, you know, grounding. I couldn't argue. No right to say something different. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients at that time, too, I was being taught, like, at that time, you can't say no to people. You have to do their tattoo. This is how you learn. You can't be picky, which I think mm-hmm. there's some value to that. But I, w- I kind of created a habit of that that I'm kind of rerouting right now where I'm, I am saying no and I am being picky. And I only want, you know, certain people to share my energy with me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting because that parallels... Um, a lot of my own experience too in my industry, you know, when I was younger, I mean, only 31, but you know, when I was just starting out and kind of had similar um, like situations with people that had been in the industry and what they were saying, you know, versus what I thought and how things should go and that kind of thing. So that's interesting. Right. All right. Number five, if you had to make one rule that all tattooers had to follow, what would it be? Be nice. I like it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel- I've, been, I've, I've been waiting for that answer. Um, <laughs> really? And, and I'm not, I don't want past guests to think I'm like, yeah, you're an asshole. Cause that's not the case <laughs> at all. But I, I don't know. I just thought that like, that would be an answer. Um, yeah. And so it's, yeah. I have I like had, and you know, not to pat myself on the shoulder or whatever, but I have had a lot of my clients who have come from different tattoo experiences be like, you act way different than any of the other tattoo artists that mm-hmm. I've come encounter with. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you're nice. You talk to me all the time. <laughs> we have, have an inflated ego. You don't. Yeah. It's I've, I've never really had any experiences with the tattoo artist where I'm like, Oh, that person was mm-hmm. not cool, but I'm that seems like it happens way too often. And in my opinion, it shouldn't really be happening at all. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's, um, I was talking to a guest on another podcast, uh, when I recorded this earlier. Um, <laughs> and we were kind of talking about the same thing where it's like there, or I told him, you know, I've noticed it seems like some of the younger new, more, you know, more new artists are kind of, changing things in that direction right where they are putting more of a focus like on the client experience and the relationship and um it's a different feel than some of the other artists that maybe have been in the industry for a while uh, yeah and i don't want that to be construed as like anyone that's been tattooing for a long time and asshole or anything because that's not the case at all but totally it's just a different um kind of shift i've seen and it tends to be from what I've seen and you know, that's limited view, take it for what it is, but it tends to be that like younger, newer artists that are putting big focus on that. Um, you know, I think it's just, I don't, I don't know why that is, but I've, I've kind of noticed that recently right. and it's interesting. Um, it is. Interesting. I think it might be like a generational thing. It seems like Gen yeah. Z and millennial is like really focused on this mental hate mental health movement that's mm-hmm. happening and mm-hmm. self-care and you know validation and whatever and i hear all the time the phrase ink therapy you know mm-hmm. you're getting tattooed to 
find some whatever therapy in it. And I have found that that is usually true. People who scheduled their tattoos probably did it for a reason. Yep. And I want to hold. That's what Tony said earlier too. We had a similar. Yeah. I want to hold that space for them. Like that's their time. When I go and I Mm -hmm. get a massage, I can spend that time however I want. My, my masseuse, she'll be like, yeah, we can talk. We can talk about whatever you want. We can be quiet. You know, whatever you need, this is your space. You're paying for this time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about my job is that's their time. Mm-hmm. We we can hold the space for whatever you need to talk about or not talk about. Yep. No, that's that's awesome. It's, and again, interesting just in talking to people that kind of same um, vibe and mentality with that um and tony was he's my age but he's you know been tattooing a couple years so it's kind of same thing newer to the to it in that regard and yeah um, so having that crossover um awesome well Jaden, before we wrap up here's any kind of last words you want to leave people with um any words of wisdom (laughs) words of wisdom sheesh uh, <laughs> i don't know come find me on instagram that would right. be what <laughs> where, where can they find you on instagram what's your what's the handle <laughs> oh that was lame um my instagram is Jaden tattoo you can also find me on twitter pinterest tiktok facebook but i kind of hate facebook <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm right there with you mm-hmm. I, I use it for one thing and that's an advisor Facebook group if I have a question on a situation. Otherwise, I'm out. I try to stay away from it. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome. Well, Jaden, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. And uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.